Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So there's a misconception that if you're single, you are incomplete, perhaps damaged, salvaged, and you won't be happy until you find your one. And that is not true. That is bullshit. It is a message that has been fed to us by media and advertising. The truth is, when you're single, you have the richest soil for growth. That's why I created this podcast. And unlike other podcasts, this one is host-driven, not guest-driven. That means I will be rotating health and wellness experts three times a week to give you the giant box of wellness crayons, not just the primary colors, so you can start building a meaningful life. It's time to give singlehood a cape. So here we are, Single on Purpose, the podcast, episode one. And I got to be honest with you, I had a lot of reservations before launching this podcast because I didn't want to just do another podcast. I'm so sick of listening to myself. I have my other podcast, which is three days a week, and I didn't want to just do it for the sake of doing it. Um, But then I thought about how can I give value and do it in a way that is uh, different, that is sustainable, that is more valuable than just me sitting on the toilet talking into my phone, which is my other podcast. And I came up with the idea of um, rotating hosts and having it really host-driven instead of guest-driven, although there will be guests, um, and then giving that space to experts and coaches and therapists and um, powerful catalyst to do what they want with that space. Uh, and of course I will be also one of them. And then that got me excited because I'll be honest, uh, this, this book single on purpose has sold the most and out of all my books, which tells me that it has hit a nerve, tells me that we need to give singlehood a cape. And I feel an obligation to continue to create a dialogue and help people, um, especially singles, as much as I can. So here it is, episode one, and uh, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, I hope you thread this into your life because it's going to go uh, three days a week. I'm going um, I'm going hard. I'm going big. <laughs> I want it to be something that uh, you listen to throughout the week, catch when you can. I want it to be handrails for your life. So uh, whether you're single or not, that it is a way for you to connect to yourself. I also want it to be the giant box of crayons, you know, the ones where uh, you can't even pronounce some of the colors. I don't want it to just be the primary colors. What I mean by that is I want it to be diverse and 
I want to talk about all different things when it comes to connecting to yourself, all different angles, all different doors, um, all different topics, and then in different ways. And I will leave that up to um, the rotating hosts. Okay, this podcast, I wanted to start with my own story. Um, I wanted to start with uh, my long stretch of being single on purpose. After my divorce, I was 35 uh, and I had nothing. I had uh, no friends. I had uh, no money. I was, uh, I just started working in nonprofit on my journey to becoming a therapist. And I was lonely. I was discouraged. I felt old. I felt uh, defective because society stamps uh, divorced on your head when you get divorced, right? And um, I was lost. I was confused. I didn't know where to start. And so the first thing I did when I was single is I said, okay, how can I start connecting to me? How can I um, live a life or actually build a life that feels honest to me because I've been living mostly pseudo. I've been um, seeking approval, validation. I've been chasing um, a poster that wasn't honest to me. And so I thought about this concept of your solid self, and it's something I learned in therapy school. And I asked myself, what does that look like to pull from my solid self, which is your authentic self, uh, not your pseudo self. Your pseudo self is the approval seeking uh, side of you. And, and the thing is that your, your solid self is usually the quiet whisper because we don't listen to our solid self. Uh, we usually listen to our pseudo self, which has been tainted by shoulds and advertising and, you know, programming. Um, and, and the pseudo self is the thundering voice. The solid self is the quiet whisper. And so what I did was I said, okay, I'm going to wake up every day and I'm going to start listening to the quiet whisper. And over time, this really changed my life. Um, and it was hard because I wasn't used to listening to me. You know, I was used to listening to others, to my parents, to what's on um, the billboard, commercials, advertising. And so I started there. And if you break your life into, you know, different categories like um, your work life, your friendships, your family, um, your, uh, your fitness, you know, however you want to divide up all the life pieces, um, ask yourself if you are pulling from your solid self. Ask yourself where in your life do you feel the most pseudo? Because depending on who we're around, there's that pseudo tug, you know? Uh, usually with our children, we're very solid, right? Uh, sometimes at work, if you uh, are working for a, a boss with an iron fist, if uh, your workspace is fear-driven, you're probably pseudo. Um, in relationships, if you are in one, um, you may be very pseudo. Or, or the last thing about your last relationship, were you pseudo? Were you doing life around your partner? Were you walking on eggshells? Were you expressing to your partner uh, what you need? Maybe with friendships, maybe you're uh, in lopsided friendships. Maybe you're the friend that, uh, you know, has to set everything up or you're the one that's always early. What would it look like for you to start pulling from your solid self? That may be sending mom to voicemail. That may be drawing boundaries. That may be ending friendships. That may be 
And by the way, when you end friendships, you don't need to announce that. Usually, you just kind of fade away. No, no one, <laughs> no one calls, no one calls, uh, uh, no one calls their friend and says, "Hey, listen, I'm breaking up with you." Now, that that's a little weird and dramatic. Um, you may choose to date differently, you know. So I started there, and uh, what that led to in behavior was um, me dropping into my body, asking myself, hey, what do I need today? And this led to um, a motorcycle. <laughs> I wanted a motorcycle my entire life and got nose uh, starting in the 80s when I was uh, just a kid and my parents thought dirt bikes and motorcycles were too dangerous. And then, you know, when I got married, of course, my wife, no, they're too dangerous. Okay, I get it. And so when I got divorced, I was like, the thing about being single is you don't really have to answer to anyone. And I said, you know what? You've wanted a motorcycle for a long time. Go get one. So I got a little Ducati Dark and um, Ducati Monster, and uh, that was something for me, right? I've had six now, and I still ride my motorcycle almost every day. I also said, um, what kind of fitness do I want to do? Because I was used to uh, just going into the global gym and, you know, doing chest and curls and uh, just for uh, aesthetics. And I looked like a pigeon because I had never done a squat in my life at 35. So I found functional fitness. I found CrossFit. And with that came community. So that was a lifesaver for me. That was a vine that really pulled me out of the, the quicksand because um, the things, the thing that I say is, is the most important when you're single is out of your house and out of your head, you know, um, go get busy, go build something. Where are you going? And then who are you going with or, or where are you going? And then who's coming with you? And if you reverse the order, you'll be going alone because, uh, when I was married, the order was who's coming with me, which was, uh, the person I was with. And then where am I going? Right. And when you're single, you got to take the power back and you got to tell yourself uh, or ask yourself, where are you going? What are you building? What are you meant to do on this planet? And then who's coming with you? And there's something very attractive about that because now you have purpose, you have passion. Uh, and if you don't know where you're going, at least you are on that road to discovering, right? And so that is very attractive and it also attracts um people <laughs> it attracts the it attracts uh uh people because you become attractive um you are the ride that people are going to want to go on because you are going somewhere you're not just uh, a little uh spinning teacups you're the 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 colossal roller coaster that the there's a weight to get on that's what you should visualize that's that's what you should see yourself as so that was my mindset, and um, what was fulfilling for me was um, writing and helping other people. Um, so when I got home, that's what I did. And here's the other thing. I didn't just do it in a way that I thought I should because I tried that and that shit didn't work. So I put on the wrinkle-free pants, you know. Um, I did the 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 treatment centers. Um, the, I, I, I went to, I got jobs at high paid, uh, high paying, uh, addiction rehabs in Malibu where I got paid very well. And that shit was shady. 
Um, I worked in, of course, nonprofit. I also uh, worked in private practice. So I, 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 I did everything. And then at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? You know what feels honest to me? You know what feels where I feel the most solid is meeting people at the coffee shop. I've been writing, I've been living in coffee shops for, you know, the last 20 years trying to write screenplays. I shouldn't say try, uh, writing screenplays. I have to change my language. Um, and I felt comfortable there. So I'm going to meet people at the coffee shop instead of screenplays I'm blogging and I'm going to help people online and um, I'm going to break some rules and I'm going to call myself a coach because uh, as a therapist, there are things that you can't do. And so I met couples at the park and we just laid a blanket, did a couple session. I uh, walked around this lake in Silver Lake, which is exactly 50 minutes. And I started to um, build a practice and work in a way that felt very me, you know, making house calls on my motorcycle and stuff like that. Um, at the time, uh, webcams were things you plugged in. A lot of people were on dial-up, um, but I started that early on. Started running groups online. You know, I mean, now there's now it's the the now it's the common language. But before that was very very weird and strange. And people showed up on AOL, and because they were on dial-up, they looked like robots. Like they wasn't streaming fast enough. Anyway, here's what that did though. It changed my state right? It, it, it took the bib that I had and it, and it, it turned it around and, and it turned it into a cape, a, a tiny cape, but it's still, it was a cape. I felt purpose-driven. I felt like I am now taking charge of, in charge, uh, a charge of my life. I am doing things that felt very me. And if you do this, your version of this, um, you start to live inside out instead of outside in. There's a chapter in my book uh, called I Found Myself Through Donuts, Barbells, and Motorcycles. And it's true. My, um, my rebirth, my rebuilding, my connection to self um, wasn't in Bali. It wasn't uh, expensive. I wasn't on a plane going to you know exotic locations and um, eating amazing foods. And I mean, I, I wish that was the case. Uh, but I was bo broke and drinking coffee out of styrofoam, and I had earbuds uh, in my ears all the time because I was taking in information. Um, so I was listening to like Wayne Dyer and, and uh, other people, um, podcasts, YouTube, all that stuff, as a as a form of learning, as a study. And then I would um, have a donut once a week as a you know as a treat as a reward. Um, and then when I was working nonprofit, every Friday I'd bring in a box of donuts, and that's that's where uh, "fuck it Friday" came from. And then um, I would help people, and I would just start documenting, and it was very me um, that that experience of being single, and then um, building my life like that uh, felt very empowering. Now I was also lonely. I was also scared that I wouldn't meet anyone. Um, I, I don't know how, how much time I spent on dating apps, but I was definitely uh, putting myself out there, whether social media, you know, uh, flirting a little bit. Um, I don't know if I was ready for a relationship, but I was lonely. I was horny. I was, you know, I wanted to uh, um, be with someone. 
Um, and, and, and it didn't happen. Uh, the universe cock blocked all my suitors. Uh, and I, I went single for like four years and I wasn't like at clubs trying to aggressively, you know, pick up on women or anything like that. Uh, but I, I didn't have a lot of success. I didn't have, like, I, I think I used dating apps, you know, and of course I would flirt at parties and stuff like that. And I would try to be social. Um, but I just, I didn't get a lot of people interested in me. And uh, for four years, and I think looking back, that would have been, uh, uh, that would have distracted me. I wasn't ready. And so I needed to really uh, connect to myself. I needed to, to build something. I needed to get momentum. I needed to have a routine. And that needed to be locked in and, and into place before I met someone. Because I think at that time, if I had met someone, especially if I met someone that I was super excited about, all the shit I was building would just kind of go by the, the wayside, you know? And this happens all the time where we meet someone, we get excited, they become the sun we revolve around, you know, and then we stop doing the things that we were doing for us. So four years, I think, I think four, four and a half years, that was, it was a long stretch of singlehood. If you're listening to this and you're six months single, I'm going to tell you right now, relax <laughs> because yeah, six months is nothing. Um, and in that four years, I started to build, I blogged my ass off, uh, instead of wondering, um, when I'm going to meet someone next, I asked myself, who do I want to be when I meet that person? So I bring more to the table, right? And uh, I wrote like 5,000 blog posts. You know when today someone says um, 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 with me and, and, and uh, uh, my friends or someone says like, you know, you're, you, uh, the stuff that you're doing, oh, you got lucky or it's, you know, overnight – no, it's not. I put my head down and fucking wrote for five years and I knocked out, you know, 5,000 blog posts. You do that because that's what it takes to um, build an audience, you know? I, I mean, even my um, my other podcast, Angry Therapist, I think I'm on like, I don't know, 500 episodes or something. Um, so it takes time. And uh, that's where I put the work in. And the image I'm thinking about, I talk about this a lot, is being the basement guy. You know when um, Iron Man is um, – by the way, Iron Man is my favorite uh, superhero. My my Korean name is Iron, by the way. No joke. It's Char, which means iron. Um, and then the man part, I guess, is subjective, <laughs> depending on how you view me. But I talk about the basement guy, and the basement guy is um, – I forgot what – I forgot which one, uh, which Iron Man it was, but when um, when Iron Man is now famous and he's tap dancing and um, I don't, know, there's like this whole celebration and parade and he saved the world. You pan down and you see this guy in the basement, shirtless, doing pull-ups, and he's making these electric whips, and he's got like long hair and he's got like you know scars all over his body, and you know that when this guy surfaces shit's going to go down. And that's like the mindset I had when I went to the gym, when I was blogging, when I was, you know, doing whatever in session, I felt like the basement guy. I felt like I'm going to uh, go in my basement. I'm going to build something and I'm going to um, get obsessive about it. 
And when I surface, you know, like people are going to know. And uh, I don't mean that like in an arrogant way, but like people around me are going to know because I've been busy uh, building shit, not just on my couch eating my feelings. And and that was always like the image I had. And uh, it just, it gave me a lot of motivation. So I don't know if that's helpful for you, um, but I'm just telling you um, what was helpful for me. And then over the years, uh, things started to happen. Stars lined up, opportunities happened. And I really believe that this is, uh, that was a direct result of me going from a lower frequency living outside in to, to over the, uh, you know, the stretch of the four years living inside out, pulling from my solid self and then having the ability to now live on a higher frequency. So, um, real quick, what are higher frequencies? Love, gratitude, optimism, uh, two of my favorites, creativity, curiosity, um, joy, being present, what are some lower frequencies? Uh, let's let's start with the two that I lived in: dread and worry. I lived in mostly dread and worry, and uh, it was horrible. And being in that lower frequency um, made me, oh, it made me discouraged and invisible. So over the four years, being in a higher frequency pulled me out of the quicksand, and then slowly, you know, because. Things happen over time, right? There are some spikes, but over time, I built um, friendships, a community, a workout routine, a writing routine, a practice, and um, I've been doing that ever since, right? Uh, inject, injecting joy, being present, all the stuff that you know about, you 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 hear about, um, but threading that into my life and building myself a uh, a safe container, what I call a life container, and then pedaling that bike until your container is solid and then growth becomes organic growth becomes, um, you just have to live this way. So then it's about life design. So that's my story. And I'm going to continue to do episodes with all the other experts. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you tell a friend about this podcast. Uh, this isn't just about, uh, tools that will help you. It's about, um, holding hands and spreading a message that, um, Barbie never ne needed Ken. <laughs> All she needed was that fucking vet, you know, and that uh, media and society says that if you're single, then you're incomplete or defective or salvaged. And that's not true. When you're single, uh, you have the richest soil for growth and the best opportunity to connect to yourself. If you want to be a part of our newsletter, um, go to singleonpurpose.life and, um, uh, Thank you for listening. Be well. I hope that episode was helpful. Hey, listen, if you want to share your singlehood journey, if you've gone somewhere, come back. If you have revelations and wisdom, please share your story. It's going to help other people. Nothing makes us feel more connected than hearing other people's stories. So just send me the audio of your story and you could just record it directly from your phone and email it to theangrytherapist at gmail.com. Also, if you want our Single on Purpose newsletter, go to singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life. You will get tools and articles and other people's stories and also 
uh, Zoom links to private gathers. So if you want to join our community, go to singleonpurpose.life. Thank you for listening. Be well. We hope you tell a friend. Hi, John. This is Kath, and this is my singlehood story. So I've been single for more than three years. And before that, I was in a four-year relationship, which was very toxic and codependent. It brought out the worst in me. And I found it very difficult to break free from that person. I was even in denial for six months. I didn't want to acknowledge just how bad the relationship was and how it was affecting my emotional, my mental, and my spiritual health. So when I finally did, I started asking myself questions like, what can I do so I don't attract the same kind of person or relationship next time? And that got me into seeking help from coaches, mentors, teachers. Um, So I started doing life coaching and I discovered energy healing. So I got into that. I was able to establish a meditation practice that worked for me and even got certified in yin yoga and meditation so the last three years has been about diving deeper into my spirituality being intentional about self-work and cultivating self-awareness so i can be so i can really see the patterns that i keep repeating and empower myself so i don't make the same choices so I can make better choices in the future and because of you know doing all these things like meditation yoga reiki I realized that that toxic relationship happened because I had the same toxic traits as my ex-partner and as hard as it was to admit to myself that changed everything that changed my perspective and for sure like I didn't want another toxic relationship so I had to learn how to change my focus from external validation like focusing on whoever I was with and changing that into introspection, inward looking. And before, I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. Like during my first session with my life coach, she had this big mirror at her studio and we were doing an exercise where she asked me to look at myself in the mirror like i couldn't even directly look at myself in the eye because there was a lot of shame there i found it hard to forgive myself for 
getting myself into that kind of relationship and you know forgiveness self-forgiveness self-love self-awareness all these things it's a journey it's messy it's not linear some days are easier than others but you know the gift of that is i've learned how to sit with my emotions and not try to distract myself from them because the more that i run away from them the harder it is to to heal if that makes sense so in the last three years my journey has really been about being my own best friend and i recently moved into my own place so now i live alone and if this happened earlier I don't think it would have worked out between me and myself. Like seriously, I wouldn't be able to take um, the fact that I'm alone most of the time. Like I would find a way to run away from myself. <laughs> and doing all these um self-discovery, self-awareness um, work. It also helped me look back at my first relationship with, which lasted seven years. Um, so it took me a decade to actually see that from an objective point of view. Like before, I would only focus on what went wrong what he did wrong um but but now i'm able to actually see the flip side of that like what actually worked what made it last seven years and answering those questions also helped me um make decisions in the present like that relationship worked because we were friends first so that taught me that it's better for me to be in a relationship with someone whom i'm friends with first and that's the gift of that so right now i'm not really dating anyone um i tried going on this dating app didn't really like it i didn't like the energy that it was bringing into my life i didn't like the urgency of having to reply within 24 hours i didn't like you know the way that you know profiles were were made as if you could actually sum up a person with just a few pictures and a few sentences um so I just thought that I could try being on there out of curiosity and see how it made me feel and it felt out of alignment with who I am so I'm deleting it this week maybe even after I finish this audio recording but yeah so among the things that my 
singlehood journey has taught me is that if it's not in alignment, then it's not. Just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean I have to do it also. Um, I had to learn how to stop myself from accepting things even though I felt like it wasn't for me. And I'm still in that journey. I'm still a recovering people pleaser and perfectionist. But looking back from who I was three years ago, ten years ago, I've come so far and I'm more empowered to make intentional decisions about dating and relationships and that's it thank you